0: All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really
1: don't need to know? I'm ready.
2: Hi, everyone. Hello. It's a really big deal to be here with you today. It absolutely is. It's just a big deal to be here. So, welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know, our one year... Anniversary anniversary edition.
1: I got dressed for it. That's how special it is. I got dressed.
2: Yeah, for once, Mary is not in her pajamas.
1: Awesome. Amazing.
2: Yeah. So here we are. We are celebrating a whole year with you guys.
1: One year. You guys brought us this far.
2: We could not have done this without you.
1: You guys brought us 52 episodes in.
2: So... We thought we'd do something a little bit different. Anniversaries have to be
1: special. Every anniversary is something different. Something special. Something new. Something blue. Something old. Something borrowed. And something new. And something new. And we definitely have something new. And it's, oh my God.
2: Mary made us the most amazing drink to celebrate with you guys. Holy shit.
1: We're going to be totally
2: cracked by the time this thing is over. I don't think so. But it's freaking amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yellow lip cream on your lip there. Is it sexy? Sure, we'll go with that. (laughs) Okay, Mary. So tell us all about our drink. Okay.
1: So I wanted to find something special. I wanted to find something new. I found something. It's a great. Now, I found a recipe. It's called Cocoa Raspberry Heaven. I don't have a raspberry liqueur, and I actually have so much liquor in my house that I really couldn't justify going out and buying another bottle. So... I substituted orange Caraco for the raspberry liqueur. Uh, it's one ounce of orange liqueur. It is one ounce of dark cream de cocoa. You can use dark or you can use white. Either one's going to work. The dark delicious. just The dark just gives it a little bit of a richer flavor. Yeah. You make six ounces of hot chocolate. You put your liquors in there. I actually put a couple ice cubes in the hot cocoa so that the heat of the cocoa would not... Just take the alcohol out of our alcohol. Yeah. Because heat does distill it or whatever. I don't know. It doesn't distill it, Mary. The alcohol evaporates. Yes. So I cooled down the hot cocoa, six ounces, topped it with whipped cream, mm-hmm. gave Han a glass and a straw. She's going to need another drink soon.
2: Oh. It is
1: so, it is yummy. It is delicious. It is slightly rich, but not like overly sweetening
2: rich. Yeah. But it's, it's a little lovely. orange, the cocoa, the dark cocoa comes through. And I personally think, you know, you could do this with orange. You could do this with um, the raspberry. You, you could do, do with, this with, with peppermint a, schnapps. I was just going to say you could do this with a mint. We actually
1: have um, a peppermint Kahlua in there we could try. Yeah, I bet it would be really good with that, too. Next glass, peppermint Kahlua. All right. Okay. You could do it with a butterscotch. I have butter sh- shots.
2: Yep, yep. There's a lot of options out there. Depends on what you like. I think that you could take that the liqueur, and you could change it up to be whatever you want it to be. Yeah,
1: I think that you could use up a whole lot of liquor out of your liquor cabinet with this recipe. All right. I love this. This is so good.
2: So along with the something new, which is our drink, we're going to bring you something old. Oh, yeah. Good good segue. Yeah. You segued right into that. I don't know where the something blue is coming in. I don't know where the something borrowed is coming in. But it's the here, whole marriage thing. I, I'm saying I don't know where those are going to come in at. Well, if,
1: I hope you don't cry by the time this is over. And I can tell you we haven't borrowed anything. This is all original material.
2: It absolutely well, is. Okay, it was at one time. But we, we're we going to play a little game with each other, and you guys can kind of play along at home. We are going to revisit some old stories that we did. Oh, yeah. um And... Clearly, Mary and I have done this a little differently. We just talked about the idea, came up with kind of a sort of plan, and then didn't really discuss details. <laughs> so we kind of did it a little differently. It's going to all work out. It's going to be, it always
1: works out for us, though. So.
2: so each of us picked 10 stories that we've done in the past. Yes. I pulled a single line out of the story that seemed a little memorable that I thought might trigger, and and Mary's going to try to guess what story this came from and then I thought we had just talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Mary Mary went a little deeper than that with hers and that's cool. That's right. So, all right, you ready to get started mm-hmm. here? All right. All right, which first one? Number 1. Okay. <clears throat> the line is this. Okay. The lesson. No matter how smart you think you are and how safe you think you are, the internet is a dangerous place. You can run, but you cannot hide. The
1: internet is a dangerous place. Okay, it's not the twenty six hundred phone calls.
2: See, here's where it could get interesting. We do two different podcasts. So Mary just referenced the story that we did on the other podcast.
1: Did
2: I really? You did twenty six hundred wrong numbers was on Murder, Mischief, and Moscow. Okay, give me my line again. The lesson: No matter how smart you think you are, and how safe you think you are, the internet is a dangerous place you can run but you cannot hide hmm do you need another clue yes it involved a picture of a hand holding a block of cheese <gasps> oh oh was this a tidbit or a real story it was a story okay um
1: was this a story about a drug dealer who was showing off some cheese and he got caught yes Yes, that is exactly. Okay. Okay, All right. So give us a, do, do you have your
2: story up? I do. Okay. Give us a reference. Give us uh, a, yeah. So the story is called Social Media Can Cost You 13. Carl Stewart, he was from Liverpool, England. He um, he had posted a picture of his hand holding a block of mature blue Stilton, which is a type of cheese. On a social media account called EncroChat, which is supposed to be an encrypted chat. Okay. But a lot of the people that use that program are up to no good. And it had recently had a security issue that had compromised it, allowing authorities to get into it. And he is one of the ones that got busted. Good deal. Yep. He he was arrested and charged with conspiracy to supply cocaine, heroin, MDMA which is molly, and ketamine, 13 and a half years in prison. Wow, did you see the recent headline? I've seen a lot of recent okay, headlines. So the recent headline was this dude was selling something. Oh, yeah, 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 did yeah. Did you see that one? Yes, he was selling a catalytic converter still in the box. So he posted a picture of it online on the sales site. On Facebook Marketplace. And in the background, you see his little bag of... Oh, it wasn't uh, little. Meth, methamphetamine. That cocaine. It was meth, and it was a very large bag. And there it's were also, sitting on the
1: table behind the catalytic converter. In but plain there's sight. also
2: in in plain sight. There's a spoon, syringes, and some other paraphernalia. Clean yeah. your
1: table off, people, when you're selling shit. Uh, you know, your personal business is your personal business. What you do in your life is your business. Clean your damn table off before you sell shit.
2: I think the greatest one I've seen was somebody that posted a picture of something. And it's clearly like they took it in their bedroom because you can see like the edge of the bed and you can see their nightstand next to it. And and, like they had laid whatever it was on the bed to take a picture of it. But on the nightstand, there was like just this massive container of lube. (laughs) I have got
1: no response to that. I have a lot of responses. I've got nothing I'm going to say out loud.
2: They posted it. Mm. Always check your pictures before you post them, guys. Okay, here's my number one. Number one, bring it on. Today,
1: Quebec, he really is alive and well in the, North, in the Pacific Northwest, working as a psychologist. Blah, blah, blah. His Twitter lists him as founder of Great Date, which is Choose Better, Date Smarter. He's an author, an adventurer, a Nexalist, a psychologist, an applied philosopher, an entrepreneur. His book is titled Meta-Mathematical Foundations of Existence, Godel, Quantum, God, and Beyond. Sounds to me like he wants people to think he is smarter than he actually is.
2: Oh, was this the dude with the get out of hell free card or whatever? Nope. Oh, what the no way was... before this. Oh, my gosh. Now you're pushing it, Mary. Stephen Kubacki's from Michigan, just so you know. Oh, is he the one that disappeared? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: And some people blamed it on the amazing Michigan Triangle. The- yes. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. This was from. This was a long time ago. November 8th, 2020, I did it. I was going to say, this has got to be like your third or fourth episode. Third episode.
1: Good job. And this is
2: way back before I was a part of it. Right. I was just your sister who was being supportive and listening to your podcast. I know. You didn't know I was going to suck you in. I had no idea that I was going to take on a second podcast. (laughs) All right. Surprise. Number two. Number two. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> the piano was attached to a hydraulic mechanism that low- lowered the piano mm. from the ceiling. Mm. 35
1: stupid ways to die.
2: Yes. High five uh, me. Mm. Ooh,
1: ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, because somebody hit the switch the piano went back up and he was on top, so he died. She yes. got injured, he died.
2: Yes, he was having sex oh on God. top of
1: this piano. 35 stupid ways to die. We got... We actually got responses after that story on people that heard some of the people you talked about and researched them and even gave us more information on a couple of
2: them. Yes. Which was really cool. Yes. So the guy, his name was Jimmy, he was a bouncer at the Condor Club in San Francisco. And he'd been having sex with his girlfriend on top of the grand piano there, which, yeah, yeah, he accidentally activated the hydraulic mechanism, raised the piano. Ended up pinned to the ceiling, and he suffocated it out. And
1: I believe my line was, he came and went at the same time.
2: (laughs) 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 Which just goes to show that the teacher that taught sex ed at Fruitport Middle School that told the boys that you can't be coming and going at the same time. Was wrong. Was wrong. Was wrong. Just not quite the way she meant it. All right. Episode
1: number four. This originally aired November 15th of 2020. Okay. You ready? All right. Hicks, the strychnine coursing through his blood, had grown ashen and limp. Oh, my God. I know what this one is already. You don't even know. No, go no. Further. I know. I know what when this he one is. When he heard that Loris had been disqualified, he perked up and he forced his legs into a trot. His trainers then gave him another dose of strychnine and egg whites. This time they gave him some brandy to wash it down. They fetched warm water. They soaked his body and his head. After the bathing, he appeared to revive and quickened his pace.
2: This was, I don't remember the title of it, but it was like the 1902 or the 1904 Olympics. It was the 1904 Olympics, the marathon. Yes. 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 The dude who took a nap, finished in a car. Yeah, all of it. Yes. Yes. The dude
1: who ate rotten apples and got drunk and passed
2: out. Yes. Yes. Yes, I loved that story. That I can, was remember, an amazing I can story. remember sitting in my car laughing at that one.
1: That was an amazing story.
2: All right. Yeah, I tried to pick like paragraphs that you
1: would recognize it, but that wouldn't be super duper easy, but that's okay.
2: Your dog is very restless again today. You know. she's
1: very wandery.
2: Yes, extremely, extremely. She has wander feet. Wander feet? Yeah. All right, number three. All right. Lulu headed outside to the road, where she laid down in the middle of the road, playing dead. Was I listening when you told this story? Yes.
1: Okay. Um, Lulu lay down in the road. I don't know. Give me another hint.
2: When a man stopped, Lulu hopped up and led the man to Joanne. I led the man to Joanne? Yes. I don't have quite the memory you have. The man called nine one one, and help arrived to take Joanne to the hospital, where she received life-saving treatment. Joanne's not a person, is she? Yes, Joanne is Joanne a Joanne, person. a person. Lulu is a pot-bellied pig.
1: <gasps> oh, head it backwards! Head it backwards! <laughs> Jesus! Wow! Good job, Lulu. Do you remember which one this was? Good job, Lulu. You saved Joanne's life.
2: Yes, and do you remember what episode this was? Early. No, not that early. Yes, but not that early.
1: Well, early when you started. Yes.
2: Um, I was just
1: filling in at this point. Oh, heroic animals.
2: That is correct.
1: Heroic animals. That is absolutely correct. Yes, because I think we threw in some unicorns or something, too.
2: Oh, there, there was some unicorns in there.
1: All right. Nice one. Very nice one. All right. This was episode number six. This originally aired on November 29th of 2020. I'm not going to give you another clue because that'll give that giveaway. George Thornton, a highway engineer, is in charge of this particular project, and his confidence level is high in the workability. That's George's word. As he's talking to the reporter, I get an image of Tim Conway on the Carol Burnett show because that is exactly who he sounds like. At this point in time, we learn that Walter Umenhofer enters the picture by accident, and having worked with explosives and seeing oh what this military, he attempts futilely to let Mr. Thornton know that this plan was stupid. And George Thornton from the Oregon Department of Transportation disagreed and continued on his plan. And we will meet Walter later on in this story. This was one of the most spoken of by our readers, and when we asked them to tell us their most favorite episode, this was this was it.
2: Yeah. This was—I um, don't remember what you called it—but this is this was something about fish. This had to do with. Oh, was this how you how do you take your fish? Is how do you we,
1: take your fish?
2: Yeah, this was the whale. This was the, the this, whale. This was the whale. Was this in Oregon? This was in Oregon. They uh, they decided to discard uh, the beached whale carcass by blowing it up with like two hundred pounds. Two of, thousand. Two thousand pounds of explosives. They took out a car. They took out a car. They showered the crowds with whale blubber and... So much for that nice afternoon family picnic they were having. (laughs) And
1: all the other things that come out of a whale carcass when it gets blown to bits. That was one of the funniest episodes. That That was was such a funny episode. That was pretty awesome. And when we asked people to tell us their funniest episodes that they liked, this was it. This was number one. Yeah. How do you take your fish?
2: And I would almost be willing to guess that number two would have been the Olympics.
1: Probably. Yes. Um, And the funny thing is, is that Andrew and I took like a three minute news clip and did this entire episode off of a three minute news clip.
2: Right. All right. You ready? I am ready. (laughs) Number four. Congratulations, class of 2021. We're forking proud of you. Oh, my God. They forked the stadium. They forked. They got in trouble for it. They did. They couldn't walk. They forked the stadium. They couldn't attend any of their senior events because the senior class at this high school—it's <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, called Comfort High School. It's about fifty miles northwest of San Antonio. It's this little tiny, tiny town. They took and they they stuck plastic forks, a couple hundred of them, tines down in the football stadium. In, in the football stadium. They didn't hurt anything, nope. easily cleaned up. Yep. Um, there were a few other shenanigans that went along with it, but nothing was damaged, nothing was hurt, nobody was harmed. And yet the school board made the punishment so over the top of not allowing these kids who participated in the prank, in their senior prank, to, they weren't allowed to walk at graduation. That included the valedictorian they weren't allowed to participate in any of their senior activities. That's a lot of crap because this was this was a pretty harmless prank.
1: If if no property is damaged, no one is hurt, you don't it doesn't cost anything to, you know, fix or right. you know this prank, then I think that that punishment was way over the top and the board of directors who made that choice should reevaluate their lives, pull a stick out of their asses and move on.
2: Well, you know, they had a group of, a small group. So there was about 40 kids involved in the forking. And a small group of them had gone into the school. Everything I read, nothing said that they broke into the school. Just that they went into the school. They hung a deer head in the hallway where there was already a bunch of other memorabilia hung. So they just added. So there's no damage there. There's no damage. Um, They scattered balloons in the cafeteria. No damage. And outside in the grass, they had put a posted posted a wooden homemade for sale sign. That's funny. I think that's, that's hilarious. hilarious. I actually once saw this thing where they they actually posted the high school online for sale. <laughs> Which also funny. That is funny as hell. And it does no damage,
1: okay? Yeah, so, there was
2: no damage, no destruction of property, no graffiti, literally nothing. And the police weren't even contacted. So would, what are you trying to teach the kids by not letting them walk? What
1: What is the purpose? Yeah, it what was... What are you teaching them?
2: Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, it was... You're teaching them grown-ups can be assholes. That's yeah, what you're teaching them. Yeah, and, and I think it was bullshit, but it was just one of those stories that I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Hey, right. that's a hilarious prank. I'd... I'd I'd have congratulated my kids if they'd pulled that one off. You were here for this one. All right. Episode number 11. Okay.
1: Originally aired on January 3rd of 2021. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Not enough derangement for you? Do you need some more pain added to your festivities? Then, Blind Man's Bluff is right up your alley. Get out your balls and follow me. This variety of tag is played by one blindfolded player attempting to tag the other non-blindfolded players... But here's the difference in what we know today. The rules actually state that it is lawful to put anything in the way for folks to fall over, whether it be to break arms, legs, or heads, Tis no
2: matter. Now, I don't remember what it was called, but I believe that we were discussing a variety of party games mm-hmm. from over the years. No, not over the years. No, was it just like one specific? Yep. yep. Okay. But it had to do with party games because I It can, was it was
1: party games because, because there were four of us sitting at the table.
2: Yes, and I can remember This idea came from a listener. I can remember some of the the games were pretty, pretty god awful. Like people were going to die playing them. Yes. 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 Victorian
1: holiday tradition. There
2: there you go. Victorian holiday traditions. Yep. Yes. All right. See? Yes. I was close. I was close. Yeah, that was
1: also the one where you mm-hmm um put your bowl your face in a bowl of flaming brandy to get the <laughs> Jesus
2: <laughs> hope you don't like your eyebrows or anything else located on your face oh my gosh all right <laughs> number 5 okay Whomever said this smells like cherries when open got something way different than me Ooh,
1: i remember this line i have no idea whoever said this smells like cherries got an idea way different than me Um, I'm going to need some more context here.
2: All right. I will, I will read you the line that came after that. Okay. This product smells and tastes like elephant poop. Was it coffee? It was coffee. It was coffee. It was
1: coffee. coffee That. We've done a couple different coffee stories. Um, I want to say that you got out of elephant poop.
2: It is exactly. Comes from Thailand. It was called black ivory coffee. Yes. Yes that is precisely it and this coffee um is produced by elephants that eat the the coffee the the arabica coffee cherries and then they they poop them out it runs around 1100 dollars a pound we will not be drinking that
1: coffee and that is definitely not what's in our cups
2: uh no no i believe in
1: celebrations i believe you're very important I believe our our anniversary is important. It's not that important.
2: (laughs) I just want you to know that if you gave me a cup of coffee and asked my opinion on it, and I was like, this is pretty good coffee. What is it? And you said, it's $1,100 a pound. I would legitimately be pissed.
1: If you spit it out on the table, I want you to know you're licking it up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to make me get the little creamer straw and suck it up. Yep. (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, $1,100 a pound.
1: I don't base my love of coffee on how much it costs because I've had Kona coffee, which is more expensive than always. It doesn't impress me. Yeah. It does not impress me.
2: We do like good coffee. Yep. But what some people, I mean, it's kind of like goes back to the whole Dom Perignon thing. Yeah. Just because it's really expensive doesn't mean it's something that we would enjoy. Doesn't mean it's good. It may be great to people who like that sort of thing, but that is not our taste. So, Okay. All right. This was originally aired on January 24th. Okay. Enter the park and the first ride
1: you see is the infamous Cannonball Loop. People weren't even sure that this ride actually existed. Seth tells us that when you look at the ride, your brain simply can't process it. It's like a math equation that makes no sense. It looks like something that Wally Coyote put together.
2: I know what this is. I know what this is. This is Action Park. Hell yeah, that's Action Park. Where you can go to die. <laughs> and frequently did. <dead. laughs> frequently did. If you didn't die, you probably were going to lose a oh limb. Oh my
1: God. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, the infamous Cannonball Loop is where people lost their teeth. Yep. The, it was constructed without any engineers, mm-hmm. literally. He drew it out on a cocktail napkin. He gave it to these guys to build. They weren't engineers. They had no... And it was built in such a way that when you went up the loop, frequently you didn't have enough force to continue, and people got stuck there. And they had to go up to the top, open the hatch, and actually pull people out.
2: Yes, and they found lots of teeth lodged in it.
1: Yes, because people would hit it so hard, teeth
2: came out. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me of, do you remember when Roller Coaster Tycoon first came out? And you could design your own. <gasps> yeah, and you would kill people because your roller coaster wasn't good, and they'd fall off the tracks and fly through the air. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah. that. And when I was in having a really bad day, I used to purposely make like a loop-de-loop that just like shot up into the air, and people would fly off and die because it made me feel better. Jesus, you're more bad. <laughs> it's okay, because when Zoo Tycoon came out. My <gasps> kid- did you let the tigers out? Well, my kids... We had the uh, expansion and you could have yeah. dinosaurs. Oh, I
1: always had the expansions on those. I love the Tycoon games. Right, right.
2: So <coughs> my kids would build would build zoos and they would just fill it full of like dinosaurs and tigers and things and then they would remove the gates so nobody could get out and then they would take all the cages away. <gasps> and just just let the animals run free.
1: Okay, I want you to know that your family ratings
2: go down when you do shit like that. I'll have And animals- those guests will not be returning. I, I'm aware and would like everyone to know my kids are actually all adults now. They are productive members of society who go out of their way to help people and they do not look to harm anyone. But, but was, let me
1: rephrase what she just said. Her kids are all adults now. They're out on their own. Now they're your problem. <laughs>
2: no, they really are good
1: people. But
2: but as kids, they thought it was hilarious. Oh, my God.
1: I'd have felt so horrible doing that. I would have. I'd have just. I had this guilt complex, and just, like these people are real or
2: something. Oh no, my kids thought it was hilarious. I'm sure. All right, number six. Here's your line. Okay. This gift sparked a lifelong interest in penises, which he wants to share with the world. I wish you could see the look on her face right now. Is this now. the
1: philological museum? It is. Woo-woo! I even said it right, didn't I? Yes. Holy shit, that's gotta be.
2: Yes. Right there on the calendar. So it
1: never happens. I don't usually get English right.
2: This is the Icelandic Philological Museum. Museum. Yep. Which opened in 1997 and which now has more than 300 specimens of penis from more than a 100 different species. And that includes mythological creatures. They also have at least one human donation.
1: I would like to know, how do you get penises from mythological creatures? And I'm pretty sure I asked that question when you read the story. If don't, they don't exist, is it just a here's a hypothetical penis?
2: Oh, no, no, I don't know. Someday you and I will go there. I've, I've added it to our travel itinerary. All right. All right. <clears throat> Ready? Yes.
1: Originally aired on March 21st. Apparently Mike forgot to read the rule book for playing the game of life. His head may have been laying on the floor but he had no problem standing up and strutting around as if nothing had actually happened.
2: Oh, he was a rooster, wasn't he? A chicken? He was a chicken. A chicken, and he lived for like something like 18 months. I was going to say I was going to say like a year or something and they took him on they took him they on two tour. tours. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: yes. He actually died because they forgot to take uh, his suction syringe with them when they went on tour.
2: Yes. And something got lodged
1: in there and he ended up suffocating because they couldn't get it out. That's why he had a suction syringe to get it out because, yeah. Mike, the headless chicken.
2: All right. You ready? They should have brought some ingredients with them because the bomb was just a couscous maker.
1: You have the best fucking lines, too. gonna need more i'm gonna need more um i'm gonna need more words to go with those words that you said so that i can figure out what words you're talking about <laughs>
2: <clears throat> all right after that it continues further inspection showed that the cavern was wired and even had at least three phone lines running oh.
1: to oh 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 this was in paris this was in paris And they escaped through these caverns, they stole these caverns, they met in these caverns. It was? It was part of the Paris Catacombs, you are correct. Yes, it was part of the Paris Catacombs, and they found these things by accident.
2: Yes, they did. They were smuggling something through these caverns. No, they were not. They were moving something through these caverns? No. I knew they were having meetings through these caverns. No. People were meeting in the caverns, damn it. For a specific purpose. Do you need me to give you a little more? For a specific purpose. Yes. Do you need a little more about the purpose? They weren't growing their hair long. No. Okay. The police found that seats for 30 people had been carved into the stone and covered in wood. They found a full-sized cinema screen. Were they watching illicit movies? (laughs) A good variety of films ranging from 1950s classic noir to more recent thrillers. None of the movies were banned or anything offensive in any way. A group had turned one of the caverns into an underground cinema. See, and
1: I'm making it more conspiratorial than it yeah, is. Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, there's they, like have, a they had,
2: they had, They had like a little, like yeah. a side cavern was a restaurant yes, and a bar. You had and they had a little bathroom. <clears throat> and, yes. And yes, yes. Yes. With a working to, toilet.
1: I'm trying to put conspiracy theories in here, and there aren't any, which is why I couldn't remember it. Yep. Underground cinema, because that's the way my brain works. That's all right. I put shit in there that doesn't belong. (laughs) All right, all right. Episode number twenty-five. The event held on the Viaska River and sponsored by a number of Russian sex shops attracts an average of four hundred athletes determined to tackle the choppy twelve hundred meter course with nothing more than an inflatable partner for buoyancy.
2: Oh my God! What was this one called? I don't remember you have more? Oh, I definitely have more. I, I know I, I know it, but All right. I keep going. The
1: contestants fight strong winds and water flow that try to snatch out resilient dolls from strong men's hands. In 2006, only 40-year-old Igor Osipov was left to make the final climatic dash to the finish line. At that point, however, the jury then noticed that his strange position and they told him to moor. And when he came out of the water, they saw signs of recent sexual activity on the swimmer's doll.
2: No, oh God, I don't remember what this was called, Mary. Weird World Championships. Air sex dolls
1: that are used for they they raft down this yes. river. Yes. With only an air a sex doll.
2: Yes. And they try to like they have to finish with their doll, unscathed. Yes. And unused. so gross (laughs) so gross
1: the judges then found the swimmer guilty of sexual abuse of the apparatus and disqualified him Mm -hmm. oh god because as the organizers of this race explained sex dolls can only be used for swimming
2: oh god that was so wrong so wrong I know but so fun so fun alright again It was marketed as an affordable and healthy way to keep your family fed. You're going to have to give me more. It was actually marketed toward women who want to watch their figure. (gasps) Um, Velveeta cheese. It was Velveeta cheese. Velveeta cheese. It's not really cheese. It is not. It is not at all. In fact, in 2002, the FDA sent Kraft Foods a letter warning them that they must remove the words cheese spread from the packaging because it ain't cheese. It now yeah. reads pasteurized prepared cheese product. It is now technically a manufactured food product that contains cheese sort of. Because the sort very, of sort of cheese, well, <laughs> it contains cheese <clears throat> sort of. Because I read you guys the very long yeah. list of ingredients and the very very last ingredient which is the last ingredient On a long list of items that say contains 2% or less of, yeah, the last ingredient is cheese cultures. Which I feel like is only on there so that they can say it's It's a cheese cheese.
1: product. Right. Yeah. It's not a cheese product.
2: Yeah. It's not
1: cheese.
2: It's not. Not cheese. And I realize that there are a lot of people who absolutely adore Velveeta. And if that's you, great. But if you like Velveeta but you can't stand the thought of putting something that disgusting in your mouth... Go online. There's a lot of recipes on how to make actual Velveeta. Yeah, we've made actual cheese. It was a lot of fun. Yes. It's easy and it's fun.
1: Sweet. And what's with this whole going to jail for no reason thing? Your probability of going and joining Jake the Jailbird in his cell is actually only 0.46%. So chances are you'll go to jail many times over and still make it out of the game kicking and screaming.
2: That's going to be um, the get out of hell free card. Yes, yes. Which I was very confused, but you tied it all together at the end. I know.
1: So I write my stories. I write my stories either to get her a what the fuck out of her, or so she has no clue why we are doing what we're doing and why we're going in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. And then I try to tie it all together. And most of the time, yes, most of the time I do.
2: Number nine. In fact. Burnham and Duquesne had spent years trying to kill each other under orders from their respective governments. Hmm. Okay, keep continue. The two men were indeed very different from each other. Burnham was considered steady as a rock. Duquesne was regarded as calculating and was referred to as the Black Panther of the Velt. These two men working toward a common goal could have been catastrophic. But instead, they were both on board with pursuing the exploitation Of the hippos. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. I did the camel story. You did the hippo story (laughs) that day. Yeah. Unbeknownst to two of us, both of us. Yep. Everyone who was at the table there. That would be all two of us. We both had
2: a really bizarre animal story. About bringing animals to the U.S. for a purpose. For a purpose, yes. Animals that don't belong here. Because because
1: beef was in short supply.
2: Yes. Yes, so they were going to We could be eating hippo burgers. Yes. Yes. They were going to they were going to introduce hippo ranching to the to the United <laughs> States to take care of the beef shortage. That is correct.
1: Oh hippo. my god.
2: We called that one hippos for dinner.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, that was a good one though. It was. You always find good shit.
2: All right, Mary number 9. All right.
1: Episode number 35. What made Evelyn famous was her unusual medical condition. As I mentioned, Evelyn was incredibly hot, but not in the looks department. Keep going. Instead, she had been suffering from an extremely high fever. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we knew that was gonna give it away. Yes,
2: yes. This is the chick that faked her fever. Yes. Her like hundred and like I don't know. At some point, it was like 116 degrees or something. Yes, because
1: the first thermometer um maxed out at 110. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then it turned out she was using hot water. Hot water bottles or and hot her water. Mom or was yeah. in, her mom was in on it. Jesus. Can you even imagine? Yeah. Don't 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 back your kids up when they're assholes. What a waste of fucking resources. Uh-huh. Yeah. you you're absolutely right. Is the mom of an EMT <clears throat> and the mom of a child who has a chronic health condition people who waste resources for attention? piss me off like you can't even believe all right mary all right is this what jesus meant when he said take eat this is my body jesus christ um (laughs) okay that's it she said jesus christ show's over have a great week guys (laughs) (sighs) um
1: See, sometimes I get names mixed up. Okay, go ahead. Catherine Knight is the woman who murdered her husband. That was the other podcast. But, but, it, but, but she did. This, was this the woman who wanted her friends to nail her up on the cross?
2: No, that was also the other podcast. Jesus, I can't keep anything straight.
1: Um, <clears throat> okay, because I remember this line. Okay, give me more.
2: I, I'm not smart. Mac and Jesus self-explanatory complete with Jesus-shaped pasta do you need to have this blessed by a holy man before you eat it this this was a weird cult no no okay Would you like a different line from this from this particular story? Yeah I would because I obviously I'm not here at the table Kay. KFC fried chicken scented <laughs> fire log toss this into your fireplace and your home will be filled with the scent of KFC because nothing says cozy and romantic like. The scent of your first job.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Nope, you, I don't. Is this some kind of weird product? Do you, do you Oh my god.
2: Do you need do you need something else? <clears throat> yeah, okay. so I to have to give up. But if chocolate buttholes are your oh, thing. Jesus <laughs> <screaming>. stop it. <laughs> or if you wish to send a not so subtle message to someone you know. You can order a 12-pack <gasps> of them on Amazon. You fell on the fucking rabbit hole on Amazon. <laughs> That's what
1: that was. You found a rabbit hole on Amazon, and you jumped in feet first. <laughs> you pulled the top of the rabbit hole in over you, and you just went hog wild down there.
2: This is what happens when you're in the hospital with your daughter for a week. Confined to her room. You didn't
1: order any of this,
2: right? <laughs> no, no, I didn't, but this was... This was the article of bizarre products that are too right. too bizarre to be believed, right. but that actually exist. Yeah, see, the first two, like, I couldn't put
1: them together. I could not put them yeah, together. Yeah, and remember,
2: I did the, um. I also went down there, that rabbit hole, and then I mm-hmm. sidetracked into a different rabbit hole of, of vintage products oh, that you yes. used to be able, yes. including the tapeworms and the blow-up doll with the free 10-day trial.
1: Oh, for God's fucking
2: sakes. Yeah. I only need it for 10 days because I'm going rafting. And the, <laughs> and the Vibra finger <coughs> massager oh. that you could buy, you could you could buy cheaper if you got a two-pack and it actually said you you could share it with, like, your mother-in-law. Get one for you and one for your mother-in-law. My mother-in-law might be okay with that. I'm not sure. <laughs> your
1: mother-in-law, your ex-mother-in-law, not so much.
2: Oh, dear God. Let's not go there. Oh. All right, you know you could buy the tapeworm instead of going that th- through a diet. It's probably easier,
1: less stressful. Yeah, I don't know if I could swallow them.
2: The anti pervert hair
1: stockings. Exactly. How does that work? Anti pervert hair stock. How exactly does that work? Hold on, let me share that with Did you. Did you wear it and it makes you a non pervert? Is it for perverts only? Do you get put on the FBI's pervert list when you order one or more? That's not a head stocking. Oh, these are to get rid of the perverts. That's right. That's what they That's look like. That's right. They make your legs so ugly and scabby and nasty looking that perverts will stay away from you. Yeah. That's yeah. if you're willing to wear shorts.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They They make you look like you have hairy man legs. Some guys might
1: like that, though. It Oof. could backfire on you, you know. Yep.
2: Yep, Good. they could. <laughs> okay. All right, Mary,
1: what's your number 10? <sighs> All right. Ten years previously, in 2011, when traveling (coughs) in Costa Rica, Michael Packard was a passenger in a small plane that crashed in the jungle, killing the pilot, the co-pilot, and a passenger. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know what this is. This was the guy who got swallowed by the whale. Yep. Oh, my God. This poor dude. He needs to buy a lottery ticket or something. (laughs) Holy shit. It's like the luckiest dude that's ever walked this planet. His wife would like him to find another occupation. (laughs) Oh, gee, you think? He said no. Oh, my God. He likes what he does. Wow. I'd be taking out a shit ton of life insurance on him, though. She probably already has. She probably doesn't need that idea. Wow. Yeah. I will say that this, this has been an adventure. So I had this question that I thought of while I was working on my stories. Do you have a story that I have done that sticks out in your head? A particular story. Make sure you pick the right podcast, Mary. Oh, Jesus, it's hard.
1: Um, A particular story. The Pink pineapple. Oh. I love the pink pineapple. Yes. That yes. was an amazing story.
2: And we had really good pictures to go with that. I yeah. thought you might have picked Jack the Signal Man. That one was really awesome, too. Yeah. If I was going to pick one of your stories that I... This day, still shake my head and laugh about. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but it would be the dude whose body traveled the country for like 80 years after he was dead 79 years. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes,
1: because nobody paid for the funeral, so the funeral home kept the body and put it on display. Yeah, and the kids used to
2: put him on like roller skates and dress him up and roll him through the mortu the the funeral home and the mortuary. Yes. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. And then he ended up part of like these like sideshows, and then carnivals, carnivals, and then he ended up in a in like a a haunted fun house, and then he ended up on the set of the Six Million Dollar Man, right? Which is how he actually was discovered. Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah that that particular story. And he finally
1: was laid to rest like seventy nine years after he died. Yeah.
2: I mean, you have done a lot of really amazing stories. Your very first story, and I know that you guys were working on on the audio and learning how to do everything, so it was a little on the rough side, but the story itself was amazing. Stub City. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah, I can't even fathom. Cannot even fathom. You've come up with some really great stories. You know, Stub City and The Whale and Action Park and, you know, you just... I love what we do here. I love that we bring these crazy-ass stories to people. We bring them to each other. You know, and and I'm really glad for that. And I, I hope that other people are getting as much enjoyment out of it as we are. I hope so, too. So to I'd all like of to our listeners. It. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Cheers you. to you. Cheers. Yes. We hope that you have a wonderful day. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you for being here with us. You make this possible. Here's to number two.
1: Year number two.
2: Season number two. We
1: didn't take any weeks off. We
2: didn't. And if you, you have some story ideas. Hell yeah. Send them our way. We would love to cover. If you have heard this totally crazy, crazy story that you just feel like the rest of the world needs to know. Send it our way. Yep. Send us headlines. We use those. Yes. All kinds of stuff. You just never know what you're gonna hear on this show. Thanks for being you. Thanks for thanks for taking this journey with us. Thanks for supporting Mary's midlife crisis. I don't know why y'all think it's a midlife crisis. I haven't bought a sports car yet. God, I keep hoping. Although I'd be a lot happier if instead of a sports car, you just bought a travel trailer. It could happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> I know what you need to do with that money when it shows up finally. <laughs> All right. Thank anyway, guys, thanks. Have a wonderful Sunday. Bye. Bye.
0: Remember when Old ones died and new were born and life was changed Disassembled, rearranged We came together, fell apart And broke each other's hearts Remember when Was the music. We danced to week to week, brought back the love. We found trust, vowed we'd never give it up. Remember when? Remember when? Thirty seems so old back is just a stepping stone to where we are where we've been said we'd do it all